I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Hey, welcome everybody to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Rapid Fire. And we have a very special guest for you all today. So uh, we'll be going to him in a little while. And in the meantime, we're hoping you're having a great uh, weekend here. And uh, we're thankful that you've joined us. If you haven't joined our live stream of this show, then I encourage you to go over to uh, capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire and get signed up so that you'll be alerted when we're going to go live. Then you can get your questions answered on the air and be a part of the discussion. Also, don't forget about our show sponsors. We are sponsored by Vortex Optics and we are really happy to say we're in the Vortex Optics broadcast booth today. They have become a platinum sponsor of the show and SnapSafe by Hornady has also sponsored us and we have a new one as of today, it's uh, Vault Tech. And so we're going to get to some of your questions before we get to our guest here. So the questions have been rolling in, and there's some really good ones today. Kegel was wondering if a pre-ban AR can be shipped into Massachusetts, even if it has all the scary stuff. And I said, absolutely, as long as it is truly a pre-94, September 13th, 1994 pre-ban then absolutely it can be shipped in and we can do the transfer no problem at all. Um, we're also going to be giving away some books today from uh, Howie Carr called What Really Happened. We have the book he wrote uh, for those who are have joined us on the live stream. Um, we'll be giving them away at my will to whoever I feel participates in a thoughtful, insightful way. So <laughs> we're just going to pick you guys at random. In other words, I'm going to make it up as I go. But uh, we have a bunch of copies of his book that we'd like to give away. And uh, so Dan wants to know if uh, he builds a fixed mag AR, can he have all the evil features? And the answer is 100% yes. Because it has a fixed magazine, it cannot be considered an assault weapon. So bayonet lugs and folding stocks and collapsible stocks, blah, 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 don't don't matter. So um, that's, that's good. Um, IMS was wondering if we have any mass legal AK pistols or AR pistols. And I went through a very detailed explanation of this, but basically... If unless it is a pre-94 pre-ban, you can't have an AR or AK pistol in Massachusetts unless it is a fixed magazine AR pistol. So check out the videos we just put on YouTube about the Maxim Defense PDW. Um, we have some for sale in the you know free states of America, but back behind enemy lines, we are not allowed to sell those to the public at large. It would be too scary for you to have with a detachable magazine. But if you build your own fixed mag AR pistol, you could buy like a Darkstorm Industries fixed mag lower and put it in one of the Maxim Defense 
PDW kits that we have, and it has everything else. It's 300 blackout, five and a half inch barrel, comes with the hate break on it, and a PDW um, brace. So check those out on YouTube, or give us a call at the store, and we'll be able to show you those. But um, Kegel's wondering if the FFL does a serial number check before a sale to you, or does the seller from Gunbroker have to supply that info? Yeah, once the gun gets transferred in from Gunbroker, um, the you know you got to make sure it's pre-banned. I would ask them to submit to you the uh, the the serial number so you can do your due diligence and make sure that it's a um, pre-ban is in fact pre-ban. So do that, and we'll also check it when it gets here but if it turns out to not be pre-ban it, it'll just incur a bunch of expense to send it back or whatever so check that out um ims says he was at our store for the very first time yesterday and he got an fn 509 congratulations he says i wish you guys were closer love the store well thank you and uh it's worth the trip come on down spend an afternoon shoot your new gun go out to eat Go visit a beach on the Cape or something like that. It, make a weekend out of it. It'll be worth it. So, um, And Raymond's saying, will my MMP Shield magazine spring be damaged by being full and stored in a small safe? Wondering, it's always compressed. Does this affect the functionality over time? That's a great question, Raymond. Um, it will not be damaged by being stored full. Those springs get damaged by being compressed and uncompressed over time by use basically um, but if it's full or empty you're good to go i wouldn't worry about it it would take a really long time for that to wear out just by being full but you know you could some people used to say hey just you know mix up your magazines and uh, release them every once in a while or shoot them or whatever so all right keith is saying we may be amused a bit by this utter nonsense but a certain FFL sold a complete new AR separated the upper from the lower and told the clueless customer that it was okay because it was not a complete gun said FFL apparently also told the customer to put the two pieces back together and register it in the portal portal stellar advice oh my gosh yeah jeepers creepers you know a lot of people will do whatever whatever it takes to get a sale, I guess, and damn the torpedoes. Uh, but I guess, you know, that's how we're going to get that test case on. Maybe that'll go to the front of the line on uh, whether or not the state has a right to infringe upon our, our rights and get it through the court system. <laughs> I don't know, but that's, that's insane. But yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. So, all right, Nancy's saying she loves her Vault-Tec Vault safes and that's plural, so it sounds like she liked her first one so much she had to get another one. And it's a great safe to, um, you know, set throughout the house if you're going to stage guns in certain rooms of the house. That's a good good option for that if you're going to hide them in some sort of drawer or cabinet or whatever, but you want to still obviously be compliant and responsible. So that would be a, a good way to do it. And so having more than one uh, Vault-Tec, maybe you have a multi-level house, you know, a second floor or first floor, or, you know, you even want to store some in, in an area that makes a lot of sense as a room to barricade yourself in. So I would recommend you do that if you're going to stage guns around the house to do it responsibly and use a good safe. So uh, Jim, thank you. He's saying thanks for supporting the memorial shoot at Nosset Rod and Gun. 
with our donation for this upcoming Sunday. So yes, this Sunday there is a memorial shoot for a longtime member of Nosset Rod and Gun, who also was a customer here at Cape Gunworks, and we have donated an item for a raffle. So if you want to get in on that, by all means, you can check out Nosset Rod and Gun's website for details. So that would be cool. Um, and hopefully his family will benefit greatly as a result of the money that has been raised. So, all right, guys, we will be right back. And when we get back, we'll get to our guest. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Thanks so much. This is the first focal plane Diamondback Tactical. At the intersection of precision and value, the Diamondback Tactical first focal plane rifle scopes deliver an impressive array of features and performance. The XD optical system and fully multi-coated lenses transmit a crisp, bright sight picture. The first focal plane, glass etched reticle, keeps subtensions accurate throughout the 4X zoom range. Exposed tactical turrets and a side parallax knob give shooters the tools needed for long distance precision shooting. The single-piece 30mm tube is ruggedly built to withstand recoil and impacts. Strong O-ring seals and nitrogen purging guarantee waterproof and fog-proof performance. Purpose-built to extend your effective range and stretch your dollar, the Diamondback Tactical comes equipped with the features you need at an unbelievable price. And it's covered for life by the Vortex VIP warranty. All right. Well, I'm really happy to say we're we're joined today by a, a great guest, uh, Howie Carr, who's we're a big fan of his show, and we're also a, a friend of the show. We do a lot of work with with him on his show on uh, the Howie Carr Radio Network. And Howie, we're so happy you're here with us today. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. How's the weather down in Florida? It's it's great. Uh, you know, it's a little windy, but uh, I'm, I'm not complaining. It's great. It was like 70 today when I went out on my little bike ride, and uh, it's it's just uh, it, it's just so so nice compared to other parts of the world where I was born and raised. Right? Yeah, I hear you. Well, we're anxious to get you back, and we're really looking forward to seeing you this summer at Cape Gunworks here for some of your live radio well, shows. Well, we're looking forward to being there. We always have a great time when we do a remote, and uh, it looks like things are going back to normal, so we can have a bigger crowd again, and. Uh, you know, we'll bring down uh, lots of books, and I'm looking forward to it. And I, I think, uh, I think we'll have big crowds too this summer. Yeah, that would be great. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back to normal. Massachusetts still isn't quite there. They're not taking the lead from Texas and Florida yet, but hopefully, hopefully someday soon. But right, any- even Maryland is even Maryland. You know, and uh, where you know the the governor there is a rhino. He's, he looks. Charlie Baker, only he's five six and uh, looks like a bowling ball. You know, even he is, uh, even he's giving up the ghost here. So it's creeping northward. That's a good sign. That's yes. Good sign. <laughs> Excellent. Well, hey, I had some questions for you. Um, you know, I know you've done a phenomenal job throughout your career of what I call true investigative journalism, where you're unafraid to really report the news and do some digging of dirt. And, you know, you've you've certainly done that in organized crime and politics and and whatnot. And, you know, at one point I 
you know, I've read your books and you were you were really going after the bulgers and the corruption in the FBI and whatnot. And, I, you know, I can only think that certainly made your family put you, yourself and your family in a really tough spot. I mean, you must have been fearful for your life at, at points, right? Yeah, the the thing was, Toby, that uh, you, there was nowhere you could go, nobody you could go to, you know, because uh, you know you knew that the FBI was controlled by them, and uh, you know the Boston police, they were, you know, they had some problems with uh, you know Bulger control and influence, and uh, you know, believe it or not, back in those days, the state police were the the honest brokers, and mm. uh, they they were the only ones you could go to, but. Uh, it it was tough because you didn't uh, you didn't want to show fear you know when you know you knew that they were looking at you and you know I had to drive by Whitey's liquor store every other day or so I mean there was just really no other way to do it and I was on TV so he knew what I looked like and he'd be standing out there with Stevie Fleming you know uh, in the uh, the Rotary it was that's what they called it sometimes Rotary Liquors and uh, he would just look at me and stare at me and you know it wasn't it wasn't the most pleasant thing in the world that's for sure and. Uh, and they they uh, they they asked uh, Jack Hines, you know, the uh, former former uh, anchor for uh, Channel Five and for Channel Fifty Six, the son of the former mayor. One time they asked him, uh, you know, when he, he used to go into the into their liquor store, and they said, "Hey, Howie drives by here every day. How come Howie never comes in our liquor store?" And you know, I mean, just kind of like play, you know, just um, you know, knowing that the message would be delivered to me that they knew where I was at all times and. It, it was it was kind of a, a bad bad time, but you know it's one of those things you kind of got to get through it. You, you can't uh, you, you know you can't just pull up stakes and run or the, or they win. So yeah, um, uh, it's it's you know now that now that he's dead, now that he's been gone for all these years, I mean it's a, it was a it was a good uh, resume enhancer, you might say, to be uh, <laughs> to be threatened by him, but it didn't seem like that at the time. No, I'm sure your wife probably wasn't too happy about it either. I mean that's the the hardest thing for a man is to make sure your, your women, you know, your wife and your children are protected. And, and, uh, did, was there anything you could do? You know, obviously we, we talk a lot about the second amendment here on the show. And if there was anyone who was, you know, candidate number one, who should have had a, you know, carry permit, it would have been you. And was there any right. blowback from that? And, uh, was there any, you know, did the, stations provide any protection for you or you know at least a security not, guard not really no. toby you, you know there's a uh, there, there's a line in uh, the friends of eddie coyle the great novel that turned into a movie by robert mitchum and he says you know they got if they want to get you they're going to get you you know they if they you know if you uh you know if you if you don't take the car they'll, they'll come after you on the bus and you know if you're walking they'll come after you that way and I knew a guy in uh, Lowell. His name was uh, Jackie McDermott, and uh, they went to him. He was he was being shaken down at one point by the Winter Hill Gang, and uh, the cops went to him because they knew him and they did business with him. And they said, uh, "Jackie, don't you think uh, you should be carrying a gun?" And uh, Jackie said, uh, "said You know, if if they want to get me, I mean, you know, just having a having a a, a revolver or." anything is not, is not going to help me. They'll, they'll find a way to get me. They'll get me on the highway or somewhere else. And I, I read that later on after Jackie had been ironically enough murdered by one of the gang members. And, uh, and, and I, and I looked at it and I said, this, this reads exactly like the, the quotes in the friends of Eddie Coyle, which was a novel, but wow. that, that's the way I felt about it. You know, if they, yeah. the thing I, the thing I tried to do, Toby was just, uh, stay out of, um, out of areas where I might get into trouble, you know, right. like I, I never, I never 
you know, went into bars or anything like that uh, in South Boston. I, in the old days, I used to just meet people sometimes, you know, they'd want to give me something, you know, in the mm-hmm. days before the internet. And uh, they just say, I want to meet you somewhere. And, and, you know, if I was in the area, because I worked at City Hall in the State House, if I was in that area, I'd just meet them somewhere at a bar or a restaurant. And I stopped doing all that. And and then another thing I started doing, uh, Toby, and uh, I, think, I thought this was really good that advice that I got from somebody, which was don't become a creature of habit. Yeah. You know, always, always go home a different way, always very routine, because those are the people who get uh, who get hit usually i mean going back to the days of tom dewey in new york you know when he was the crusading da they almost took him out because he he would stop in every morning into a uh, into like a confectionery store in new york and buy a paper and a cup of coffee and they were going to kill him right then yeah and that's the that's the that's that was my lesson you know always uh always very your uh very your routine well speaking of going home uh you know and you bring up a good point that they'll get you whichever way they they want you know if it might not be a gun in a dark alley but uh, i i remember reading you had some trouble i mean obviously uh winter hill was out to get you and uh weeks and all those guys and they, there was a thing you talk about in one of your books where there was some a basketball a present left for you in the driveway or something like that right right they they were they you know this is ironic because you know the the uh, there was they had some explosives uh the the FBI had explosives, uh, C4 explosives, and, and Whitey got the C4 explosives, military grade explosives from the FBI, and so they were gonna they were gonna put it in a basketball and drop it in my driveway when I lived in the suburbs, right around the corner from from Weeks's brother. So that's how they knew where I lived, and they were gonna drop the they were gonna put the put the uh, C4 in the basketball, then I would just see it in the driveway and I would go and pick it up and, you know, bounce it. And then that would be the end of me. And it'd be a giant hole in, uh, you know, in my front yard and I'd be dead and all this. And they, they decided not to do that. I think because it would have been bad on property values for the Weeks family right around the corner. I guess they're, uh, they're thinking of all the, the collateral damage it could cause, huh? <laughs> Jeez. Right, right. But the thing was, I lived in a, uh, I lived across the street from a graveyard, this old colonial graveyard. There were actually some of the Minutemen were buried in the in the, in the graveyard uh, from 1775, and uh, there was a uh, there, there was a stone uh, wall about I don't know three or four feet, uh, for, you know, that uh, or, uh, surrounded the graveyard. And so Kevin Weeks made up this crazy story about how uh, they they were lying on the gra- grass with a uh, with rifles yeah. uh, and high powered rifles. And when I stepped out the front door, they were going to shoot me. And uh, and and first of all, he had my address wrong at the trial uh, for for Whitey. And then number two, I never went out the front door of the house. And uh, he said they didn't shoot me because I had my daughter by the hand. And you know what it is with kids, you know, when you're shooing them out to go to school in the mm-hmm. morning, you very seldom have to have them by the hands unless there's maybe a sheet of ice on the on the ground. And uh, but the the biggest thing of all was they were lying in the grass, they said. And uh, so I kept thinking when the 60 Minutes interviewed me for this story that they were doing. And I kept thinking there's a problem with this story about them lying in the grass. And and I didn't think about it till after I left and I was driving back to the radio station. I thought I, I know what it is. If they were lying in the grass, Toby, they would have had a, a straight shot, not at me, but right at the, the stone wall, right? <laughs> yeah. So 
and you know, they would have had to go all the way back to. I lived in Acton. They would have had to go all the way back to like uh, Westford, basically, to get a clear <laughs> shot if they were lying on the grass with that wall there. Hmm. And, I, and I, I told the producer at sixty minutes. They said, they said you might want to go back and uh, re, you know rethink that shoot. Go back and look at that wall and see if you could really think they could take take me out with a shot while they're lying on the grass. Hmm. And uh, you know, I said, I know Whitey could do a lot of things, but I don't think he had a gun that shot upwards and then across, you know, that's the, 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 uh, the Whitey never had those guns. And he, they, they didn't catch, see any of those guns when they busted into his hide in Santa Monica. Yeah, but he, you, know, you know what, Toby, this is my, my classic 60 minute story. They didn't go back and change the story, even though they knew it was both oh, BS. I should say BS. Geez. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, so yeah, the, the irony too is, <clears throat> Whitey's guys were never known for, you know, their work with sniper rifles. You know what I mean? They're they're they're, they're not exactly uh, lying on tops of buildings, taking people out from across the, no, the park. I bet no, you. They're, no, they're not. I, I mean, they were. You know, I, I guess. Uh, I, you know, I guess they they tried to a couple of times, but nothing ever went right. I mean, they they killed a lot of innocent bystanders because, like you say, their their uh, their tool of weapon was not a uh, a sharp uh, a rifle. A sni- they weren't snipers. They were uh, they used machine guns on on highways. I mean, they hmm. they, uh, they they machine gun people on Morrissey Boulevard in Dorchester on on commercial uh, street in the North End. I mean, these are uh, and and they killed the right the wrong people too. They. They took a, when I when I worked in uh, Brighton at the at the radio station there, uh, they it, a short walk from where uh, from where I uh, had my office was a place called Sparhawk, Sparhawk Street in uh, in Brighton, and you could still see the trace of the bullet holes where they'd machine gunned the wrong guy in a gold Mercedes back in I think 1973. Mm. They, they they killed one guy and they they put a, they made a paraplegic out of another guy. He lived like thirty years. And you know what they did for him, Toby? After they paralyzed the guy, they had a fundraiser for him oh, to raise some money for him. That was their way of saying, "Sorry, we got the wrong guys." <laughs> but you could see the bullet holes, the trace of the bullet holes. It was like an old '30s movie to see the bullet holes in the in the cement uh, in the uh, excuse me in the brick wall. And it was there till I'd say about five years ago, and they redeveloped the whole area. They took down the wall. I took a picture before they before they uh, took it down, though. And you know what really ticks me off about all of this is, you know, every time a shooting like this happens, some politician rears his ugly head saying, "This is why we need more gun control," but yet these guys existed because of corruption. I mean, they were allowed to, you know, work their craft, if you will, because of the corruption from government and right. you know right and, and you know and everybody knew it too there was a report of the mass crime commission back in the 60s and it said you know as long this is going to continue as long as they can control politics and, and you know and it also police departments you know there's there's books going back to the 1940s about how uh, you know the the, uh, the 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 racketeers all over all over massachusetts they they didn't only pay cops off to protect their rackets, you know, whether it was uh, bookmaking or in, even stills in those days, uh, you know, because, you know, there was kind of like a hangover from prohibition. But they would also pay the cops to take out the competition. Hmm. So, you know, if somebody if somebody was moving in on uh, on your numbers racket and, uh, you know, given a better uh, rate of return, you'd go to the police and say, look, I'm paying you to, to uh, protect me. And part of the protection is putting this other guy out of business because, you know, he's not paying you, but I am. And so then they would take the guy, take the guy out. 
Jeez. I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the the levels of corruption were 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 horrible. I mean, they still it, it, there there's certain still there's still levels of corruption. I mean, it's just in different facets now. Like right. you know, selling the selling the marijuana licenses in Fall River. Mm. You know, right. and and I, uh, Toby, I, you know, I, I you may not want to talk about this, but I think. Uh, I've heard stories about uh, some some in some of the larger cities where uh, where they're ringed by these these communities where the uh, the police chiefs have consortiums and they're saying we're not going to issue permits under any circumstances. But in in some cities in Massachusetts, even if you don't live there, you can uh, obtain a permit, you know, oh. a, a license if uh, if you make the right uh, shall we say contributions. Yes. I, I think that's going to come out as uh, as time goes on here. I really hope so, because, you know, we have extended the powers to the to those in charge in areas that they've never intended to have them in the first place and right, expanded that. to. We were just talking about this on last week's show about how certain towns, especially with the influx of people trying to get their licenses now, uh, are saying, oh, well, now you need a live fire component to the license to carry class. Like that was never a requirement and it's not a requirement by law. But all of a sudden they just said, yeah, we're not going to accept your application unless you show us that you took a live fire class, which again, it's totally outside their jurisdiction right. and their purview. They're, and they're not interested in it. They're just trying to hamstring people exercising their constitutional rights. Right. And it's ridiculous. And again, they. And the fact is, you know, if you're a, uh, if you're an illegal alien a Dominican fentanyl dealer who's living in Lawrence, uh, you're you're not going to run into these same kind of problems that a law-abiding uh, citizen or a legal immigrant is going to run into in the United States. And it even makes it worse when those guys that you just referred to get arrested with a gun in their pocket, and they should be doing a year mandatory in jail for it. They plea bargain it down to, you know, oh. Uh, unlawful possession of a class D substance or something like that, right. and right. give them yeah, probation. When was the last time anybody was was sent to prison for a mandatory minimum year under the Bartley Fox gun law? I can't remember. <laughs> it's been probably 30, 40 years, hasn't it? Yeah, I honestly, I've been asking that question to a lot of people. Like, how many people have actually done that year? And most people can't answer it in courts or or lawyers. I've asked. They said, "Yeah, yeah. I don't know of anyone." To be honest and with then you. At the, at the federal level you have the the 30 years uh for the for the use of a machine gun in the in the commission of a felony and, and so and that, that's even if like you know if you're transporting drugs uh, anywhere and you have a uh, an automatic weapon and the it's unregistered in the trunk they that's that's what they they can hit you with 30 years on and after hmm. so of course that's the, that's the plea bargain you right. know and so nobody ever gets convicted of that i mean it seemed like a good good idea at the time but nobody ever gets convicted because they always plea plea bargain it down and the other thing, uh, too, Toby, is they, 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 uh, they, with all the crimes being committed by illegal aliens, they, the pitch is always made by the illegal public defender. Well, if you convict them of this crime, then you'll make them subject to deportation, and, and you don't want to break up this nice family. He's a nice, struggling young businessman uh, trying to break into the fentanyl trade. You know, and, and you have all these judges that, that won't uh, – they, they won't even sentence, sentence illegals to – a year in state prison for robbing a bank, mm -hmm. you know? It's unbelievable. I mean, look, look at that uh, guy in uh, a couple of years ago who slit the throat of the anesthesiologist in South Boston, two of whom were legal immigrants. They'd get, that guy had robbed two banks, two, mm -hmm. two banks with, gun, with a gun, 
and he was a homeless illegal from uh, from Africa somewhere, and uh, they gave him seven months, Toby, seven months. Unbelievable. For robbing two banks in Boston with a gun. Because he was going to get deported otherwise. So he does the seven months, he comes out, and he slits the throats of the two anesthesiologists. Man, it's unbelievable. Well, I appreciate you shining the light on this corruption every day. I know you've been doing it for a while, and you do a great job of it. And uh, that I'm, I'm very grateful for that this stuff can't be swept under the rug. It has to be shouted from the rooftops. Thank you. We, we love uh, Cape Gun Works, and uh, we love being there. We love having a business relationship with you. And uh, I know our, uh, our listeners just, just love going down and, uh, you know, uh, exercising their Second Amendment rights uh, in, in whatever way they choose. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, I'm, you know, it's, it's terrible what's going on in Washington, D.C., but uh, I'm glad anyway that, uh, that, it, that it's been good for business. That's kind of, for you guys, it's been a silver lining. It's an unfortunate mm-hmm. silver lining. But, uh, you know, you should, uh, everyone should uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights uh, while they can. I agree, and uh, thank you for that. And by the way, um, I remember when you were down here exercising your Second Amendment rights, you were getting some unlikely advice from an old friend, huh? Or, which was uh, part of your investigative right. journalism work, right? Right. I was I was picking up a weapon, and I uh, I, I spoke to uh, Johnny Monterano, who I wrote the book Hitman with. He he, uh, he pleaded guilty to killing twenty people, and I said. I said, you know, Johnny, what what do I need? Do I need one of the uh, one of those old school uh, revolvers, uh, you know, a, a thirty eight, something like that, or or do I want to go with one of those flashy Miami Vice type guns, uh, you know, a Glock, <laughs> a nine millimeter, and all that? And he said, he, he said, I, he said, it, all all guys who do wet work or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> they always use automatics. And I said, why is that? And he said, he said as good. They always use revolvers. Excuse me. He said, and I said, why? And he said, however good you think a uh, a, a an automatic, a nine millimeter is, there's always a chance it can jam. <laughs> and in these kinds of situations, you cannot afford to have a gun that jams. You've got to have a gun that fires 100 percent of the time. Oh, boy. That would be a revolver, and that was good enough for me. Yeah. Toby. I'm not an expert <laughs> on firearms, but I figured. I would take his counsel on that this matter. <laughs> well, he uh, has a lot of experience, unfortunately, in the wrong areas, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, and uh, you know what? I'm really happy uh, to have you as a friend of the show here and uh, plug in our little fledgling show every once in a while. It's been great for us, and uh, we're going to have to do it again, and we'll certainly have you down to the store soon when you get back from sunny florida so well thank, thank you uh, thank you toby and uh, best to everybody at uh, cape gun and uh, we love the cape and uh we'll, we'll be down there a lot more this summer just and uh, we'll be around and uh, you know taylor and grace uh you know love to come down and uh exercise their first their second amendment rights too i always like to say that i don't want to say shoot or load up <laughs> on ammo or anything. just say exercise your second amendment rights that's the easiest way to put it i think absolutely we'll have a big reunion with them as well so thanks so much howie we appreciate it and uh we'll we'll be tuning in soon all right take care always a pleasure all right bye-bye bye-bye all right well made in america since 1949 family-owned and operated. 
legendary performance. This is Hornady. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. SnapSafe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. All right, welcome back, and I want to thank Howie for coming on the show. He's been great for us here at Cape Gunworks, and we've you know, basically from the beginning of when we opened in uh, at the new location in 2017, uh, he, he was pretty much here right from the start. He couldn't make our grand opening, which was a bummer, even though we tried, but uh, long-standing relationship has ensued since, so we're pretty excited about that, and it was great to have him join the show and kind of shine a light on the darker side of firearms in America and... Uh, you know, realize and recognize that, you know, criminals have used them in the past. But like I said to Howie earlier was the people clamoring for gun control are sometimes the enablers of the criminal activity. If you look at inner city crime with guns, it's often an outflow of restrictive gun control measures and only criminals have guns in those areas and good people are oftentimes defenseless. Or in the case of the crime in in uh, Massachusetts here, going back from the 70s and 80s, that he is so well documented. You have the um, you know FBI, which was corrupt, and you had uh, a lot of the local Boston PD uh, officers were on the take or on the payroll and looking the other way from heinous crimes and whatnot. And then yet at the same time nowadays. We have people clamoring for gun control, which is crazy. It's like cutting the horns off the antelope to protect it from the lion. It doesn't work. You know, <laughs> if the antelope can't defend itself with its horns, then, um, you know, the lion can easily take it down. So anyway, that's the state of the way it is today. We have a lot of people who, uh, you know, anytime some criminal element uses guns, uh, in a crime or to commit crime or murder or whatever, the public, uh, the media, along with politicians, try to whip up the public into a frenzy of saying, we need to ban guns, we need to take them away from the, the law-abiding people because of the criminal element, which just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for any other example in society. You'd never try to make it harder to buy a car because of drunk driving. If you're not a drunk driver, you don't have to worry about that, right? You don't have to worry about the guys who aren't drunk drivers. You have to worry about the drunk drivers. So making it harder for me to buy a car because of some guy driving drunk is nonsensical. But yet we make this giant leap of faith and logic and start thinking this way and applying it to guns because of the emotional element. And... You know, none of us like to read about innocent people 
getting killed and getting hurt or, you know, in the crossfire by gun crime. Um, but we also feel that we have the right to keep and bear arms and, you know, as explained to us by the framers of the Constitution, that it is given to us and it is a basic human right given to us by our creator, not by a government or not by a politician who's elected or on the, you know, on the public payroll to say what we can and can't have. It is the most basic of human rights is our ability to defend ourselves against evil. And if you don't believe that evil exists, all you got to do is turn on the news or read the newspaper um, and see some of the stuff that has taken place in the last, you know, few years and it's just unbelievable but anyway i'll get off my horse so um hope you guys enjoyed that as much as i did and uh, it's always good to talk to how he's a great supporter of the second amendment and freedom in general so jim is saying he's impressed with the ammo that we have in stock and our diverse selection of firearms that we had on the shelves well you got to come in once more than once every year or two jim that'll be a uh <laughs> you'd be you'd be shocked at how much gets turned over. So that's a that's the big thing uh, is it's different from week to week to week. That's why a lot of people, when we start this broadcast every week, they're like, what do you got for guns? What do you got for ammo? Because they know it is just going to be a, a, you know, it's a revolving door. And I got to thank you guys, our loyal customers and those who drive down and those who wish we were closer to them and who hit us up all the time online or follow us on NES or, you know, some of those other pages or YouTube or Facebook and constantly are asking what we have in stock. And we have some really cool guns in stock right now. So FN delivered us a freedom load of guns and uh, we have the ever hard to get the PS 90s. We got the FN 57 pistols. We got some 509 tacticals. We got some FNX 45s. So there's some really cool guns in stock right now, not to mention those set me L's and the Malcomar uh, set me L's and the M M M 10 X rifles. So if you don't know what those are, you got to check them out. Uh, we got some cool 22s in the GSGs that are like the MP fives. So we're constantly getting new guns and new ammo in. So um, it's really uh, cool to see what comes in every day. It's like Christmas in here every day. And my inventory guys roll their eyes all the time when, when I come walking in the back and start ripping open boxes because I know what I've ordered. <laughs> and they're like, you're such a little kid sometimes. I'm like, sorry. Uh, but anyway, um, Davey says every time he purchases a firearm, he gets a hold on his background check. <clears throat> the new bill would have make you made you have to wait 20 days instead of three. Oh, yeah, that would be awful. You might be a good candidate, Davey, for that U-PIN, um, the federal U-PIN. If you get a delay every single time, I would say go ahead and apply for that federal U-PIN. That would be a good way to go. And um, you'll hopefully go to the front of the line or be able to go through that. So, um, yeah, check that out. Um, I recommend it to a lot of people who end up, you know, getting delayed every time. So um, Cindy was wondering if we have any idea when Ruger SR-22s will be in. And Cindy, if you don't have one on special order, it might never come in because people special order those guns and we end up, you know, as soon as they come in, they get a call. So I would definitely go ahead and 
put one on special order so you get one because um, they're they trickle in they're a slow trickle so and we're one of the uh, premium dealers for Ruger too so it's still a very slow trickle the best selling I mean one of the best guns to you know get from Ruger right now is the Ruger Wrangler it's a $200 single action six shot 22 pistol and we get them all the time so yes we do have the uh, 509 oh I don't know about the 509c tactical Davey you'd have to call the store and check that I, I don't know and uh Harry's wondering if we carry any parts kits for the Polymer 80 builds. And I know we have some upper parts kits that will help you complete the slide. I know we have Glock triggers. And I know we have like pin kits and we have some other stuff. Um, so we have should have most of what you need to finish out a Polymer 80 build. And uh, yeah, IMS is wondering if all our new stock is on our website and if I had a nickel for every time we hear that I would be a millionaire but that is something that is like you know I don't know it's it's kind of like the raising of the Titanic right now it's it's something we are desperately trying to do but things are so fast and furious and we just don't have the infrastructure to get that done but it is on the 2021 goals of things to do <laughs> it's one of the big things to do so uh, Chris can't get to Cape Gunworks often enough. Well, make time, man. Take a day off of work. I don't know. <laughs> Plan a vacation. Do something to make it worth your while. No, I'm just kidding. But certainly, you know, if you need something or you're looking for something in particular, give us a call. Um, we try to set some stuff aside. And Mike's wondering if we have the VZ58 mags. And yes, I do. We have some pre-band VZ58 mags. And for those of you who don't know what a VZ-58 is, it's a phenomenal gun made in the Czech Republic that looks like an AK, but it's not. It's not an AK, so I can sell it. And it takes uh, a proprietary magazine that looks like an AK mag, but it's not. Shoots 7.62 by 39, and it's the Czech like military rifle called the VZ-58. And we've got a bunch in. I just don't have any in stock at the moment but i do have the mags so hopefully we'll get some more in the next you know couple weeks uh so that's that'd be nice if we did because i'm a big fan of the gun so um let's see how that works out but we have the magazines in stock they're circa 1970s some of them are even unissued we have unissued ones and the issued ones so check those out Jim's wondering what RMR or Red Dot site I would suggest to drop on the 509 uh, from FN. And I would say, you know, any of the Vortex optics are great. Those Leupold Delta Point Pros are great if you want something made in America. Um, Sig, Romeo Ones, pretty awesome. The Holosuns, we carry all of these brands. I would say our best seller is probably the Vortex, Viper, or Venom. Um, but they all work really good. And RMR by Trijicon is also a phenomenal sight. You can get it in multiple different sight sizes and optics options, you know, illuminated or, you know, dual illumination and whatnot. So all depends on price point. But I like lifetime warranty on whatever I buy, like Vortex or Holosun or um, Leupold or Trijicon. So that's where I'd start. Um, great question, though. All right, we'll be right back after these messages.
May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. All right, welcome back. This is Toby from Rapid Fire here. I'm co-owner of Cape Gunworks, and thank you for joining us. And I'm hoping that you guys will sign up at capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to get notified when we're going to be returning these. Um, also, check out our sponsors, Vortex Optics, SnapSafe by Hornaday, and Vault Tech is the new up-and-comer here. So. We're looking forward to having these guys on board, and certainly uh, we believe and stand behind their product, and we're glad that they're standing behind us. If you want to sponsor the show, by the way, go to capegunworks.com forward slash sponsor. I would love to see some local businesses um, that we could plug and you know support you as you support us, so that would be awesome. So go there if you want to sponsor. All right, back to your questions, and Cindy's saying she does have an SR-22 luckily on order so great you'll get a call as soon as they come in cindy and uh richard's wondering what do i recommend for 45 offset site for ar platform for someone who has astigmatism i would probably do a 45 pick rail and put some sort of red dot optic on there like a you know rmr or a vortex venom or a viper or something like that because frankly i I pick up a red dot a lot quicker with my astigmatism than I do um, iron sights. It's a little harder with my aging eyes to be able to see and pick up, you know, sights. So I like that red dot option. You just turn the gun to the one o'clock position um, and you can see that red dot if you're using, you know, optics um, like a scope or whatever, even a one to eight. And that went out of whack or broke or you know the battery died in it or if you were up close and personal um, you know and you just want to have that zero magnification you can just rotate the gun to the one o'clock position and use that red dot so great question richard uh rodrigo is wondering um if i can get a kr9 rifle in mass for you and i assume you mean the kalishnikov uh which if that's the case, then the answer is no, unfortunately. We have decided not to sell that, even though it is a direct blowback 9mm that takes a different magazine. But maybe we'll reconvene on that. We'll see. Um, I just haven't got a definitive answer from legal counsel on that. So Cody's wondering if the SIG MPX is mass legal. Absolutely. We sell tons of SIG MCX, MPXs, excuse me. And in my opinion, it's my favorite pistol caliber carbine. Yeah, that is a, a phenomenal pistol caliber carbine because of the AR-8 
ish features of it, but yet it is not an AR. So there you go. Um, thank you, uh, Don Dio, who watches all the time. Great show. Any nine millimeter ammo and 380 in the house? Nine millimeter, yes. 380, no. <laughs> 380 is like 38 special. It's really, really hard to get. So, but we got some nine in, so get it while it lasts. And Come come on down to uh, Cape Converse and check out the sign out front. We got an interesting phone call today. Somebody was really offended by our sign. And the marquee says, you had me at 9 mil or 9 millimeter, which I was about to figure out who, who came up with that idea. And was that you, Professor Claw? All right, that's an attaboy for Professor Claw. Because I said, whoever thought up that one deserves a point because... I, I thought it was good. It made me laugh. It made me chuckle. But some poor lady called up today and was deeply offended by it. She said, what do you mean by that? And we're like, what do you mean? What do we mean? Like, nine millimeters hard to get. And we have it. So, you know, making your day. And and she didn't see it that way. And I guess the more you think of it, like if you really drill down into it you could certainly see some sort of sinister meaning of that but that is not our intention so if you are deeply offended by our marquee out front of cape gunworks that you had me at nine millimeter um, we apologize sincerely from the bottom of my heart um, it is not intended to be offensive in any way shape or form other than just to let people know we have nine mil and it's kind of a play on you know jerry Maguire. if you ever saw that movie you had me at hello well, you know, I think it's very romantic to say, I have some 9mm. Well, I'm yours for life. There it is. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's speaking my love language. So, anyway, Roxy loves the sign, too. So that's all that counts, Roxy. Um, did anyone see the guy on NES trying to sell a Caltech P32 for 1200 bucks? LOL. No, Bob, I missed that, unfortunately, but... Um, that's a that's a steep price for a, <laughs> a marginal pistol at best. But uh, let's see. Chris is thinking about the Sig Romeo 5. Do I feel that we are affected by my astigmatism? Um, certain optics appear a little fuzzy to me. So you can hack it if you have a an astigmatism and get the 2 MOA dot. And it might look like a 6 MOA dot if you have an astigmatism like I do. Uh which is fine. You know, it's just a little fuzzy around the edges, but it still kind of shows as a six MOA dot or a little bit bigger than the two MOA. Um, it doesn't really affect me. I don't know how I'm no like optometrist and I don't know how badly my, um, my eyes, how bad my astigmatism is, but I can certainly run a, just about any red dot on the market out there. If you really have a bad astigmatism, then Vortex makes a an optic that is a true one power, and it is a etched reticle, and that is really designed for people who have an astigmatism that's really bad. And when you look through it, it's crystal clear if you have an astigmatism. Um, it may or may not suit you otherwise, but the downfall to this optic is you can't put a put a uh, magnifier on it and uh, I believe it's the what the heck is it I'm drawing a blank I think it's the uh, it's the vortex strike fire maybe no the strike fire is not the 
figure it out for me. If you could go check in the case, it's the one with the etched reticle. It's a circle and dot reticle, and uh, or just Google it. But anyway, it's a true one power, and uh, it's a great optic. We sell a ton of them, and it has red or green um, illumination. But if the battery dies, you can still use it because of the uh, etched reticle. So Spitfire, thank you, Richard. It's the Spitfire. Every once in a while, I gotta, uh, you know, call the uh, what do you what do you call it? Call a lifeline. You know, <laughs> there's too many options sometimes because not only you know do we sell a ton of the Vortex optics, but we also sell Holosun and uh, you know uh, Trigicon and Sightmark and Leopold and all these other companies. So it's it's tough to remember them all. I try, I try my best, but. Sometimes I fall short. So any AR manufacturing companies that you suggest to steer away from? Uh, Kegel wants to know. Um, cheap ones. Just the, the real four to $600 ARs. You get what you pay for. You know what I mean? I'm not a huge fan of some of the polymer lowers too. But um, And again, a lot of this is a moot point in Massachusetts. But... Um, I'm just not a big fan of the polymer lowers. And I know some of the companies have done a really good job of testing them and, you know, whatever, just torture testing their polymer lowers. But I just haven't had good luck with them and uh, haven't felt that they are going to withstand the test of time. And I have zero empirical evidence to support my feeling on that. But I do know that there's some some really cheap AR companies out there Um and they're just, you know, you get what you pay for. So I would go with good quality. Um, yeah. Alan wants to know if there's a laser that will fit the 365. Yes, we have them in stock. They are the TLR6, I believe, uh, the Streamlight TLR6. Plus, look at the SIG, um, the SIG, what is it called? Lima. You can get the whole module, the grip module, with an integrated laser built right into it. So the Sig Lima series, you can get them for the 320s and the 365s as well. So check those out. Uh, I think they're pretty cool. And Daryl came in on Sunday with the USC 45 and went through 200 rounds smooth as silk. And you saw Tim and you got the booth next to him. Had the opportunity to shoot an RBD. What a cool gun. And you really like the trigger. And also thought it was something you could get used to. It is a really cool gun, no doubt about it. Um, so um, glad you made it in and got some trigger time and got to put some rounds down range. Uh, do we still have the thousand round boxes of 223? Can you order through the phone? I would definitely call Rodrigo and and uh, put one of those aside for yourself if you want one. I, I was talking earlier about having a couple of bulk packs of 223. And they were seven forty nine ninety nine, which isn't the worst I've seen, and also not the cheapest I've seen in the last couple of years. But then again, we're in the middle of a ammo shortage, so I feel it's a fair price for what we got, and it's really good ammo. So go ahead and give us a call if you need some. Uh, it may or may not still be in stock, but uh, you can ask. You can always ask, and you never know what's going to come in. So uh, no, Bob, we're out of. 357 38 special defensive ammo as well unfortunately so um, primary arms makes a one power cyclops that has done wonders for your astigmatism yeah I, I have a feeling it has something to do with that 
true one power versus like just a plain red dot. But anyway, you can check that out. Uh, Mike wants to know if any antique or military pistols are in stock. And I believe we still have some high standard militaries and, you know, stuff like that. But uh, they're up on the website. So you can check those out, Mike. Um, some of those older pistols there. And we we might even have some, um, you know, off, like some weird oddballs. So check those out. Um, <laughs> uh, what rifle ca cartridges can be shot at our... Um, our facility that's a great question Chris and you can shoot any caliber you want up to 50 BMG as long as it's not armor piercing or tracer or incendiary so there you go so come on down and have a good time but if you bring the 50 BMG you got to just give us the heads up because not everyone's going to be happy about that <laughs> but we'll make maybe we'll open range 2 for you so there you go. Um, but yeah, we do not have any MPXs in stock at this time, Cody, but get one on order and you'll get one out of the next batch that comes in if you if you do that. Um, in mass, can you build a lower and then add an upper? You are limited to features to be legal. Yes, absolutely, you're limited and you're gonna wanna do it as a fixed mag if it's not a pre-band lower, so. There you have it, guys, another show in the bag. Cheapers, it was quick. And even had one less break thanks to the long time we talked to howie but anyway we really appreciate you tuning in check us out on all the usual big tech social media channels and uh give us a call shoot us an email if you have a question or just stop in and say hello and check out our inventory we'd love to have you take a class or just visit us on the web all right guys god bless and thanks for tuning in i'm toby leary you're listening to rapid fire take care